Hello, this is Nilla Varman and you're listening to the Nilla Extract, the official show where I talk about pressing issues such as body acceptance, mental health, climate change, race and so much more, with some pretty cool music and some pretty cool guests too. Hello everyone, um, my name is Nilla Varman and welcome back to the Nilla Extract. Thank you so much for being here. How is everyone doing? Um, of course, it, it kind of feels weird to be back in the studio after so long, but it feels good, you know? There's like a certain sense of comfort that comes with like broadcasting from a studio um, rather than broadcasting in my bedroom. <laughs> so yeah, how's everyone's week been? Um, I've just come back from watching a little bit of IPL, which is the Indian Premier League for cricket and playing a little bit of cricket as well. And that was really nice, but my week's been okay. As you know, the crisis in India has been awful and everywhere I go and every social media page I'm on, there is always someone talking about it and it sucks. It really, really sucks. But (sighs) I think what's important is that we have to continue spreading awareness about the situation and uh, I think I entered a space in the middle like maybe a phase where I felt really, really guilty to be sitting in bed, just worrying whether or not, you know, I'd have to like book a restaurant or something. And that's how, that's how my day was going. Like I was worrying so much about looking for a restaurant booking when people were dying and that sucked. I think I'm also just angry. So, so angry at the way that the Indian government has let the country get to this state. But I don't want to comment on that too much <laughs> all in all people are dying and it sucks and literally every brown person i know you know this week who i've asked like how are you how's your family everyone has someone who's affected who has passed away who is passing away who is ill um or affected in one way or another myself included you know i, I know relatives who are in the hospital and it's scary because suddenly you go from not being involved to being like super involved and I don't know, I think it's survivor's guilt to its best, I suppose. But what I will say is that today's episode is going to be filled with happy things, happy, happy things. <laughs> and we're going to keep to like, you know, we have to keep going and continue to lift those up around us. So make sure you donate. I made a post on Instagram uh, where I listed loads and loads of verified organizations you can donate to and all the donations are in my Instagram bio. Speaking of that, actually, so it's been a pretty, pretty funky past two days. So I posted that and I went a bit viral, uh, actually, like viral. Um, Suddenly icons like Blair Imani, Ai Wei and The Feminist, who, oh my God, who are all incredible, <laughs> reposted it and t- over 20,000 people shared the post so far. And 15, I think 15K have since like, it, there's been an increase of 15K people on the donation site since then. And I, I couldn't feel more grateful and overwhelmed. It's incredible how much people can come together in a time of need like this. So please, please, please keep sharing. Please keep sharing yeah <laughs> uh also today very exciting drum roll i guess i don't know why you can do drum roll da, 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 da. it's our 20th show oh my god <laughs> i just wanted to thank all of you really as someone who grew up with seeing nobody who looked like her 
on the big screen. Um, you know, I'm so grateful that so many of you are lifting me up as a brand woman. And most importantly, you're all lifting each other up. And it's incredible. Um, I, I've, I've had the privilege of, you know, speaking to so many people and made so many new friends. And I mean, I started the Nella Extract in what, October? And it's grown so much and I couldn't be more grateful. I really, really couldn't be more grateful. It's, it's been incredible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh my God. I mean, if I just reflect on some of the wonderful people we've had on here, we've had Radhika Sangani, my first ever guest. Uh, we've had Stevie Blaine, Gabby Mahan, Jada Botang, who are now actually good friends of mine. And the incredible Jane Goodall, uh, Skylar Baylor. We've had my brother, Mukil, and my mum, Priya. We've had Kieran and Nivi. We've had Sarah Hamuda, Eduardo Malta, Jim Anika, Noga Levy Rappaport, Stephanie Fuchs as well. Oh my God, it's been, it's been wild. <laughs> it's been wild. Um, and I just, I just wanted to thank all of you uh, from the bottom of my heart to listening every week and for supporting me on Instagram and giving me ideas of what to talk about and supporting me when I talk about these pressing issues because it's not always that easy. You know, I've spoken about caste discrimination, things like that, mental health. We've we've covered loads and loads of things, trauma, sex, body positivity, body image issues. It's, it's not easy. And, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without everyone supporting me constantly. So thank you so much to all of you. Thanks to Amar Abba and Mukil and Rob. Uh, also to Rob because he um, he thought of the name for the Nilla Extract. So thank you to you. I don't think I've ever actually uh, given you credit for that. So yeah, but apart from that, <laughs> this week's show is called And Action, and that's because we are joined by the incredibly lovely Asta Kanna, who you may recognise from the recent BBC headlines and like different news headlines. And that's because she's India's first intimacy coordinator. How incredible. How bloody incredible. Asta works in the film industries and she's worked in some massive films. And in her words, um, you know, you might be thinking, oh, Nilla, you spicy samosa. What is a intimacy coordinator? Well, you will find out when we speak to Asta. But in her, in her words... Uh, she says, you know, just as an action director ensures safety during stunts, the job of an intimacy coordinator is to ensure safety for scenes that involve stimulated sex, nudity, sexual violence and all that. So as you guys know, when it comes to sex talk or sex education in India, the government brazenly ignores it. Schools disregard it. And a lot of the adults push it under the carpet where it will never be seen ever again. I mean, it kind of annoys me sometimes because like, where do they think babies come from, huh? They did. <laughs> but Asa's role in the film, uh, sorry, in the film industry is so, so, so significant. Um, obviously, there's been lots of not very nice things happening behind the scenes on film sets and we hear about these things all the time. But with an intimacy coordinator, the actors can feel safe and comfortable and she says something really lovely, which you'll hear in a bit. But she wants them to, instead of having a safe space, they have a brave space. So the control falls into their hands. And I absolutely loved that because then they get to make the choices. And, you know, you kind of just go, right, I like this. I don't like this. Instead of someone telling you that you can like this if you want. I don't know if that made sense, but it did to me. Um, but as I said, 
this is going to be a fantastic episode. I loved talking to Arthur. She's so, so cool. And um, yeah, <laughs> but here I am live in Studio One at the Niller Extract, where I will try to challenge many socially pressing and relevant issues that aren't really talked about much. And as usual, this episode will contain good music, uncontainable weirdness, and um, now a song. This song is called Sunrise by Michelle. Michelle is someone who I've recently started listening to, and um, the songs are amazing. So, <laughs> enjoy. Couldn't ever be my sunrise. Sunrise, sunrise. You're just a setting sun. I'd pray and you would pass me by. You're only looking for a good time. A body you could kiss on. Turn to you and you've moved on. Well, there's something about the way you pass me by. I couldn't keep up and now I'm stuck. And I never forget how carefully you counted it. 725 looks to the center of a Tootsie Pop. All the times you laughed at me, my heart stop. Get the key unlocked, no piss, no clock. Who's there? Knock, knock. Radio Nottingham, 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 Nottingham. Wow, that I don't was intense. Nottingham, Nottingham. Um, without further ado, here is my wonderful guest, Asta. I hope you enjoy listening to her as much as I did. I learned so much from her, and um, 
my god she's cool so without further ado hasta kana hasta thank you so much for coming on to my show welcome to the nilla extract how are you i'm very well and thank you for having me it's been an amazing amazing experience I mean, we've been talking for like five minutes so far, and if you're telling me it's an amazing experience, this is this is a very win-win situation for me. Um, I'm, I'm I'm honored to be here because uh, from one brown woman to another, we're all doing great stuff, and I'm so excited for what you're doing. Oh my gosh, thank you. You're amazing. So for those who don't know Asta, she is India's first qualified intimacy coordinator. And um, I came to know her actually like, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago, I started seeing like articles about her popping up all over social media. And then um, she was on BBC and uh, my boyfriend actually sent me the article being like, oh my God, read this article. And I was like, wow. Um <laughs> <laughs> but first and foremost, how are you doing? How has, you know, how are you during this pandemic time? Are you well? I'm well. I'm doing very well. I'm living in gratitude. Um I am so so privileged. Um I I'm in attunement with the fact that I in full honesty hit some kind of birth lottery to be born in a family that is so kind and so comforting at this time and thank god we're all safe and uh, touch wood we should all be safe yeah. um yeah um india is not in a really good place right now um politically and also because of covid so um yeah just moving from strength to strength is um is helping i guess <laughs> for the most yeah. part i mean i really hope things will get better because this is such a a pullback for every country and it's so depressing like i try not to talk about covid on my show too much because it makes me too depressed thinking about it but it is it is something yeah. we do need to talk about and i think especially in india's case you know people weren't talking about it enough and uh, the problem is escalating now i mean hopefully things will change i mean ah, it's always hard to see another country suffering right Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, uh, I I feel like we're we're set to get better. It it can't get worse. You know that saying where um oh if the winters come can spring be far behind. Mhm. That's true. That's true. Um so I've wanted to act in movies my whole life and so being on a oh set God. is my dream. Um <laughs> I've been in like very weird advertisements and things but I've wanted to be on a movie set for my whole life. I even have like a movie clap. So, I mean, what I I know what the role of an intimacy coordinator is, but I know many people may not. So, what is the role of an intimacy coordinator and how did you get started and how cool are you for being on a movie set? I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So, a little bit of context. So, what an intimacy coordinator is is a person who is hired by the production. in order to make their performers feel comfortable during scenes of any kind of intimacy um which can be simulated sex it can be sexual violence anything to do with the lgbtqai plus community um sex or um kisses between minors the whole gamut um but um to to put it really simply what the job role is is essentially like you know how an action director is there they bring the harnesses in to make sure that you're not physically hurt when you're doing stunts in a film 
um, it's like that. Um, an intimacy coordinator, somebody who's just, just constantly there to sort of check for consent, to make sure that the actors are feeling comfortable. Um, all of those things while also make, keeping in mind that they're working for the production. So it is, it is for the director and for the director's vision and for the writer's vision. Um, and so a lot of times when, when what has been written is not something that the performer consents to, then an intimacy coordinator can come in and bring like a solution and be like, Hey, how can we do this? Can we do this better? Can we do it like this? Mm. But the idea is to sort of still realize the director's vision. That is sort of the goal. Um, yeah. But we're just we're just trying to make it more safe and more um, equitable and and just just a much more sort of um, smoother experience for the performers. Yeah, I love that. I mean, uh, definitely, as you're saying, I think it's such an important role um, of someone on a set, especially now when times are changing and we are seeing more intimate scenes. And it's important to show those scenes sometimes, you know, uh, like. Sex education in school sucks, and sometimes movies are the way to go, but uh, that's a whole other story. Um, but how did you get started? How, how has your journey been to this point? Ooh, okay. Um, so I went to the University of York. I did um, film and cool. television there. Yeah, Yay. it was great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, I did that, and then I moved to India because I realized that all of my writing and my sort of way of storytelling was so nuanced um, for the Indian audience. So it, the, the, the way that I see that my, most, of, most of what I like to sort of creatively push is, is stuff that is for like a modern conservative Indian audience. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back. And okay. so I went to Bombay. And, um, and, and after I graduated, I moved to Bombay. I worked in film festivals. I worked in production houses. I worked in ads. I've, um, uh, been an AD for, I would say half a dozen films. Wow. Um, yeah. So I did all of that. Um, and, um, simultaneously I was working and building like a company, um, under under the guy who's my boss, um, his name's Shakun Batra. Um, he's amazing. Uh, he's the guy who made Kapoor and Sons. Um, oh, yeah, that's so yeah. cool. He's amazing. Um, and um, we were we were going on to shoot um, for his next feature film, which is when um, you know he he and I were talking about how we should do like an actors workshop because we had a lot of intimacy in our film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I went down to just go research about what are the kind of things we can incorporate in an actor's workshop that involve intimacy and so on and so forth. And, and that's when I actually came across an intimacy coordinator, John. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, oh, my God, how have we not thought about this before? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then I was like, I'm sure we have one in India by now. Um, and so I did a little bit, little bit of research and I tried to ask people within the, within the film community if they knew of people that were doing work in intimacy. And um, the only ones I came across were like a few acting coaches that were just doing workshops with actors yeah. in 
intimacy, but they're not trained intimacy professionals. Um, and I was like, where, 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 as, as an Indian sort of content creating industry, mm. moving towards the ODD platforms where we're exploring sex and we're exploring intimacy. Um, and we've made films around sexual violence and we've made films that are, that can, that can so easily be extremely traumatic. Yeah. Um, part of, cause they are so traumatic to watch. Mm. Um, so I was just like, wow, this is, just, it's bizarre that nobody had thought of this before. Yeah, I'm and- surprised too. I just, I thought this was like a given role that every, every film with an intimate scene or sex scene had to have an intimacy coordinator because obviously like in Western films, now I know that there's an intimacy coordinator. I don't know if you've watched the show, it's called Normal People. Sure. Yeah, of course. Eat I, Brian. Um, oh my god, it's such an incredible show. But there is a lot of sex in that in that show. Um, but when I read about it, because I didn't know how they made it look so realistic, and they're like forty minute long sex scenes, and I was just like, damn. Um, but they had a very like an incredible intimacy coordinator, and they made sure that they were comfortable and like directed them to make sure that they had consent and they felt like you know that. I mean, you're essentially being watched by like 50 people, right, in a room, like a whole production set. So I can't even imagine how that is. But I guess the role of an intimacy coordinator is a lot more important than people give it credit for. What do you yeah, think about um, that? Um, so, no, you're not watched by 50 people. I'm just oh, okay. It. Oh, I see. We, when you're, when you're, I mean... Um, there's always a closed set. There's you put minimum crew. They ah, that's my bad. Mm. Yeah, you try and create a a, a much smaller uh, environment. Everyone who's not needed is not there. Okay. Um, but but that doesn't take away from the fact that it can still be uncomfortable. Mm. Um, even if even if it's a single pair of eyes um, that is watching you, it can be very uncomfortable. Um, and even if it's no one, no one's there to watch you, it can be uncomfortable if you're not comfortable with your scene partner. Um, so yeah, and, and I mean, props to Ida O'Brien. She's amazing. She's someone I really look up to. She's doing such amazing work mm. in uh, the UK um, and actually a lot of other shows that she's been brought on to do. Um, yeah, um, it, it, the 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 role, like I said in India it wasn't there I kept looking to find somebody who was a professional who was doing this kind of work and I couldn't at that time um, and that's when I was like you know what I feel like I feel like I could do this I, I and um, so I did a little more research and I tried to find out training programs and things um, uh, and I got in touch with this uh, amazing person. Amanda Blumenthal. Mm-hmm. Um, she's um, she's the founder of of an, of the world's biggest intimacy agency. It's called mm-hmm. IPA, um, and um, it's it's basically an agency for intimacy professionals around the world. Um, I see. And I was like, oh my god, this exists. <laughs> and and then I went on to find out she's a fantastic intimacy coordinator herself. Um, uh, and she's worked on shows like Euphoria and The Affair. And she's oh my god, something. I love Euphoria. <laughs> I know, it's such right? a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and uh, um, and so I reached out to her, and I was like, hey, are you doing some kind of training? What's going on? Like, 
what what is the scene how do you do this mm. and um she basically um said oh i'm going to start um uh, you know there's a course that's going to start soon and and i was like oh but i can't come to the us right now because i'm going to start shooting a film and she was like okay then maybe we can do it when you're when you're done and that was the plan and then covid hit i see so i had a lot of time on my hands all of a sudden the the course became an online one and i was like i'm a do this <laughs> <laughs> and um and so that's how that happened and um uh, we we did like a variety of different versions of zoom calls and like 16 weeks worth of um theory and and a lot of a lot of reading um <laughs> a lot. and like extremely hectic exams later i see certified intimacy coordinator congratulations so as an intimacy coordinator what has been your favorite film to work on so far Mm. You're asking me something um that I may or may not be able to say on the record because Oh, I see. I see. Okay, okay. I forgot about like the hush hush rules for films. <laughs> yes. Um so I mean I've signed an NDA so I can't really talk much about it but there is this particular um if you know you know. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say it still. Um but uh there's this there's this particular um a uh, studio in india is, that has a really amazing single word name um <laughs> and a red color all uh, oh, right uh, right okay okay i see you i see you go um and um so i worked for them and it was great um and i worked on quite a few shows with them but there was this one particular one which is a remake of a spanish show okay um, and um it 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 was it was a phenomenal experience to work on that show in fact we're still in production um but very young actors extremely cool high school drama um it was great i see i feel like i know what this is but i won't say <laughs> um so i know you know yeah no i i'm just i was it was kind of clicking like as you were saying i was just like click it's all slightly delayed but as as a brown woman yourself i mean as a south asian and a south indian girl i i know that sex and nudity are often perceived as taboo in several communities i'm quite lucky in the sense that my parents brought me up knowing about all these things and they've taught me about these things and like we talk openly about this stuff and i i love that and i love that i can go home and have that comfortable space but in so many communities there's taboo and even if it's in a film it's just like oh my god what like what what do you think uh why what what do you think um you know these topics have been uh, relegated to taboo even though times are changing um why do you think that is i mean even if times are changing change is not something that can happen overnight um so uh yes of course the in a lot of cases there are taboo when it comes to uh india specifically we're dealing with diversity not just in gender hmm. in um or in or in race we we deal with diversity when it comes to class when it comes to caste when it comes to economic disparity um so 
also backgrounds when you when you belong to a society that is say a more uh, metropolitan society versus a more suburban or a small town society um taboos can be different and and what is okay and not okay can vary um so one struggles to sort of work through that quite a lot um but um i think being mindful of it is is how i i look at it and and honestly i d- don't try and spend a lot of my time to sort of um try and lift it from being a taboo or you know try and speak to somebody else's consciousness about it um because i feel like um again that is not something that would work for me if there was something that i had a um uh, and like i mean it's a part of their engineering at the end of the day it was something that that i grew up with for me to um descandalize it overnight is something that i can't do hmm. um and for me to aim to do that is only going to put the other person in an extremely uncomfortable position so i try right. not to do it um and uh, but having said that i feel like um films and tv shows and just just um all, all of the stuff that's out there social media um all of these work um in, in an amazing way to sort of open our minds subconsciously mm. um so if if we're working with our stories and our ideas um to try and uh create a, an a piece of work um that is not sort of feeding the taboo um is not hypersexualizing a particular gender yeah is not you know all of those things i mean it's something that we can sort of strive towards doing to try and normalize things to try and definitely um, talk about them in in our art and then just hope for the people that are consuming it to sort of change slowly yeah. um so i feel like that that's one thing as an intimacy coordinator something that i try and do always is um um i speak to the director's vision a lot of the times but i do question it if i feel like there is something that's problematic mm-hmm. um however if the director still chooses to go ahead with something that is problematic um i would still um be be assured of the fact that that's a conversation i'm going to have with the actors um i am going to tell them that this is something that's problematic and are you okay with it um and um if they're okay with it and and they've they've been made completely aware of what they're getting into and how it's going to be perceived um then then it's my job to support it um and to just make sure that that they're all safe through it Yeah. Um but I can't make sure. You can't ever make sure. So um which is one of the reasons you know me and a few couple of other intimacy coordinators we were recently having a conversation of what is a safe space versus what is a brave space. Okay. Um uh and I'm going to talk to that for a second just because I yeah. feel like it's important to think about. Um a safe space is one where you are made to feel completely safe and that's that and the onus of that safety lies in someone else's hands which is um uh it, it's not something that an intimacy coordinator can guarantee. 
Okay. Um, we, we, we can do everything in our power to make something safe. But if uh, there is even the slightest lapse in that safety, that, that can't be entirely in our control. Okay. Uh, but what we can facilitate is a brave space, a space where people feel comfortable talking and bringing home whatever they um, want to address um, and feel comfortable wanting to address it. Mm-hmm. So, so I usually would then say that we try and create a brave space on a film set where everyone gets to say what they need to say and gets to be heard. Yeah, I think that's so important. I haven't really heard about safe space and brave space before. So I guess that's incredible. Um, As you said, it's so important to normalize these things because, I mean, films have so much influence over several communities. For some people, like this is what I always say, like even when I'm talking about the representation of certain communities, for some people, this is the first time that they are seeing something like this ever happen and I think it's such a huge responsibility to have when you have to make sure that you represent these people with the best interest and the best way you possibly can um, because not a lot of people are going to have the same resources that we have and I'm so privileged that I, I do have these resources and I have the time to go and read and reach out to people like you and to learn about these things but for so many people movies and TV shows and I don't know like porn and things like that they are the first place they go to to learn about these things so as you said it's so important to normalize them and um i'd never heard of I, I i love that it's more of a brave space than a safe space because it makes it more personal i think and um i i i, I love that empowering <laughs> in a way yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I think for me um personally to be in a safe space and have my safety in someone else's hands is a little um powerless mm. and the fact that um, there's a brave space and, and it's upon me to come and do what I need to do and know that I will be safe through it. Um, yeah. Your power's in your own hands. The power's in my hands. I love that. Um, on that note, we'll take a short break here and uh, listen to some of, uh, some some music. <laughs> we'll get back. On campus. And online. Online. This is URN. Thank you. 
ஒரு வார்த்தைக்கு தவிக்கிறது காற்று வெளியில் some Iliraja there for you. I hope you're enjoying um, our amazing guest so far. Uh, here she is again. <laughs> and we're back with Asta. I don't know why I said that like uh, we're in a, 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 a game show. Like, And we're back with our very special guest. Um, but Asta was talking to me about normalizing sex in Indian films and her experiences as an intimacy coordinator. And I'm learning so much so far, so I hope you are too. But as much as this is a rewarding experience, I'm sure that you've faced challenges. Um, so oh, yes. what, are the, what are the challenges you face as India's first intimacy coordinator? Please do tell. <laughs> um, so, I mean, uh, since you've read the BBC interview, you know that there have been challenges. Um, but I'm... Um, I, I mean, I've reached a point where I don't want to really talk about what the exact challenge was and, and just, just talk about it in a broader sort of way. That's fine. Because um, what I've realized is that um, also helps me keep sane uh, when I try and try and make it less about they don't hate me. They just they're, they're just not used to the change. Um, and that's and, and that's actually the way that I look at it, honestly, um, the fact that when something new comes um, to stir things up, everyone feels a little bit attacked. Um, sometimes you're expecting a, um, and also we work in an industry which is very disorganized. We work in an industry where everyone is friends with everyone. Mm. So there's a lot, a lot of social capital attached to, uh, to the work that we do. Um, and it makes it that much more difficult to sort of uphold a professional space. Okay. Um, so you're working with other people's social capital a lot. 
Uh, and that can be very challenging sometimes because they, if your director and your actors are really good friends with each other, the director doesn't feel like the actor would need you there to relay any kind of information because they feel, okay. I make my friends feel comfortable. Mm. Why wouldn't they just come to me? Yeah. Um, but, but what I usually like to say is that, you know, when there is social capital attached more often than not, that's when you can't be honest. Um, and that's when you're like, I have to go, up, go out of this and be, still be friends with you. So I, I don't want to reach a point where there's going to be any kind of conflict. So you try and avoid conflict. Um, and so to have an intimacy coordinator is a better thing to do in those circumstances. However, it's difficult to sort of explain to people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's difficult also because there isn't enough education around it because it's such a new role. I mean, the role came about to be after the meter movement. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's so new, even in the West mm-hmm. that, um, uh, the challenges that the West has faced, um, they've sort of overcome them much quicker also because of the, um, because of the corporate structure that is attached to the filmmaking business today mm-hmm. uh, in the West. But in India, we're still working through family businesses and uh, like larger sort of um, studios are still one foot in the corporate world and one foot in the disorganized industry. So it's oh, yeah. a little bit, dicey to sort of navigate through sometimes um so it can be it can be hard it can be hard also um if if i were to speak personally one of the things that i really faced um is ageism okay i mean if, if it wasn't hard enough to be a woman on set um you're a young girl you're 26 what do you know about sex got you and i'm like okay um, whatever that means. Um, I've also had people ask me if I'm married um, and what my family has to say about my work. Oh, for God's uh, sakes. In, mm. Yeah, in a professional environment. Um, and, that can be, and that can be kind of off-putting sometimes. Um, but, but all I like to sort of lead with in, in such circumstances is say, well, I educated myself in it. I'm certified. I've done my due um, reading and my due education um, in order to be here. So it does not matter how old I am or whether or not my personal experiences involve sex. Got you. Uh, So I try to sort of educate, but it can get exhausting sometimes as well um, to do that. Uh, So, yeah, but it was a chat. I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't know that there would be a challenge when I was doing the certification. I didn't expect for them to be standing with open arms, making me the new next celebrity of, of Hollywood. Um, I knew it, there would be challenges and I knew that um, I'm going to have to deal with a lot of pushback um, from the the studios. I'm going to have to deal and even if the studios sort of create a um, sort of space where they can hire me because they feel like it would be a safety thing, um, the pushback on set when you're physically there is also something that one needs to deal with. Like, mm. you don't want to be the sex police. You don't want to be... Yeah, yeah you don't, you don't want to be the sex police. You don't want to be this person who people feel, like, um, intimidated by. Mm. Um, you 
you're 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 there to collaborate and and support um i mean that's how i see my job role i try my best to just be there you know a lot of times um uh i'm questioned as to why i'm there if there isn't a disaster um oh and 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 what i like to usually say to that is that um there's a good chance that there wasn't a disaster because i was there you were there yeah um but if I, but if i'm not going to boast about it and gloat about it i'm just going to say that you know not always is there a disaster like i mean it doesn't always happen mm-hmm. and it, and props to props to the production for making sure that there wasn't one um it, it just it just goes to show that you've been extremely careful and um that's great isn't it it's amazing yeah. that there wasn't one um but yeah then they come around and ask me why should we pay you and that's a really oh my god oh my god what yeah. yeah they're like why should you be paid to come and do this like what do you are you serious i actually had a production house send me a questionnaire like an exam okay um, uh on email and said can you please answer all of these questions for us and send them back to us and the first question was what are you going to do as an intimacy coordinator and i was like you reached out to me for the job do your due research <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> um but yeah but you have to get into that kind of thing you can't let it get in the way of your um sort of thing you just have to you have to you have to take it 100% yes preach yeah i got that job <laughs> you got that job and look where you are now don't see yeah. names anywhere so yeah <laughs> oh my god i read all of these um comments on the yeah. bbc um and i went into a spiral one day because oh dear Oh my god why are people talking like this why are they being so mean to me <laughs> I had horrible messages sent to me on like Instagram and stuff like that Really so, I'm so sorry Oh I mean that happens you know honestly there's a lot of people sitting with like nothing to do on their couch <laughs> Um and uh you know the thing about trolling in general is that there's just like a pair of thumbs um somewhere in the world that is not accountable for what they're going to say yeah um so yeah so i got asked things like she looks like she's 14 how is she doing oh. and oh my god it must be such an amazing job to get paid to watch people have sex and are you <laughs> um uh yeah those those were those are the funniest ones to be honest That's so funny um, to me like imagine you just you get this job and you just like have sex let me watch hmm why why do you like this why <laughs> but but you know then i w- woke up the next morning and i said Well, I mean, it sucks. You're a pair of thumbs in some corner of the world. I'm on BBC. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't put it better on myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I know it sounds childish, but you got to uh, when when you're when you're working every day and you're working against the current, a little bit of, you know, just giving yourself a pep talk, it really helps. Like it keeps it keeps me sane, it keeps me happy. it just it just helps me gain the strength to go at it again tomorrow you know yeah that's lovely 
So going forward, what changes do you, would you want to see in the industry? Oh, okay. So um, I'm going to talk to uh, this particular NGO that I'm looking to set up right now, um, mm -hmm. which is, um, I mean, I, I know the idea of an NGO is a little bit misconstrued, but the idea is to sort of create a community um, of people that work in the intimacy space in different sort of spaces. I know of a few people that are now certifying. Okay, um, fantastic. Become intimacy coordinators, which is great. Um, and uh, uh, there's a few people that work as acting coaches and they work with intimacy. Then there's a few people that work in the sexual harassment and redressal section of things, um, uh, whether it's child abuse and things like that. So we try and sort of, um, I, I'm trying to sort of create a, uh, a space so that a community can come together and we can together work towards making intimacy a, a thing to think about within the industry. Um, um, I have, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you know about this, but a lot of the, the directors, producers and actors unions around the world have certain guidelines uh, for how intimacy on set is supposed to work. So they don't work as mandates, but they work as guidelines. And in a lot of cases, they do work as mandates, like SAG-AFTRA, which mm. is in the US, which is the, yeah. uh, the, um, which is the um, actors union in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. um, they have like a proper mandate, which is like a 12-page document. Damn. Navigate intimacy on set, which is, of course, um, catered to the Western style of filmmaking. Um, and it, it addresses the problems that may or may not occur in the US, given that situation. Um, the idea of now for me is to sort of create a similar um, guideline and to propose it to the Producers Guild in India okay. so that they may consider the idea of um, adding a few rules around shooting of intimacy in mm -hmm. India, um, which, would, which would then help um, producers within the community to feel like, I mean, either it helps them or it becomes a mandate for them and they have yeah. to do it. Um, so, so that's something that I'm trying to work towards right now. And that's how I see um, the market for an intimacy coordinator building in the long run um, and for sets to become safer. However, um, I, I know it sounds really like, I mean, of course, I'm trying to navigate through an environment which is, which is completely new, right? Um, but I know that there is another generation now of people that are certifying to become coordinators. And the next batch that is going to come in should have enough work for them to be able to do. Um, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of that um, responsibility lies in how I function because um, that's how people get to see what the job role is because that's the only point of reference right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sort of aware, acutely aware of that. And that's something Sorry. that I'm, I'm working to sort of um, hone craft uh craft wise and also to sort of keep educating myself to make yes. sure that i'm doing things right yes um, right. Mm. 
so yeah so that that's how i see um intimacy in india sort of well in bollywood sort of coming together although i hate using the word bollywood oh i never <laughs> do <laughs> i just yeah. say south asian film industry <laughs> yeah or, or 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 i or i say yeah the hindi film industry because yeah. that's where i'm working right now um so yeah yeah that's how i see that happening i also just see myself taking my time with it um and you know not i i'm i'm not running a race with anybody i want to give um the people around me and myself the time to sort of find our way around this yeah yeah i get that i i think that's an excellent like idea that you have especially i like how you want to write your own set of guidelines and things like that and oh i hope things change but you're doing an incredible job and you're paving the path so that other women can and and men can also you know do the same thing as you and i think what you've done is kind of set like a landmark and people can follow this now and i think that's incredible so please keep doing what you're doing because you're doing an excellent job clearly <laughs> um but i wish i could talk to you for longer it's been a pleasure but unfortunately time constraints so <laughs> i must bid you farewell but i hope we get to meet each other someday um it was yes, so it's been a pleasure. yeah and i've learned so much from you genuinely i have i've never spoken to anyone who is an intimacy coordinator in the film industry and it's something i've wanted to know about for a long time because you never hear about that kind of stuff and it's so important and i hope to the people who are listening right now whoever you are um hope you've learned something too and yeah have a lovely week and thank you so thank much you. Asla, for coming on my show thank you thank you so much nila it's been a pleasure i would have done nothing better with my my afternoon today oh my <laughs> oh my oh my <laughs> well bye to you then bye goodbye and that's our episode for today. Thank you so much, Asta, for coming on to my show. I genuinely had such a lovely time talking to you. And I, I honestly, I keep saying this, but I learned so much. I think um, intimacy on set is something that we don't hear about often. And it's something that we should be talking about a lot because oh, we just need to. I, I mean... Asta explained it pretty well in this interview. But I wanted to finish off with a song. Um, this is for my Amandapa. It's called Vavan Bean Be by Ileraja. Have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. Take care.
കൊണ്ട കണ്ണും നേശം കൊണ്ട നെഞ്ചും കാലം തോറും എന്നെ ചേരും കണ്ണമണി പൂവയെങ്കു ചൂടും പൂവും പൊട്ടും യാവും Have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. Take care.
பேசும் கண்ணி பேசும் பேச்சிலும் நெஞ்சமானது உந்தன் தங்கமானது காற்றில் வாங்கும் மூச்சிலும் கண்ணி பேசும் பேச்சிலும் நெஞ்சமானது உந்தன் தங்கமானது